0: Hello there. Welcome to the Tech Means Business podcast. This is a series of podcasts where we talk to interesting people in technologies that are in daily use in business, either to create greater efficiencies or reduce terrible, repetitive work, undertake heavy lifting of all sorts, physical and mental, uh, keep us safe online, or let us know how our systems are performing. My guest today is a specialist. In that latter category, uh, systems monitoring, uh, Arbilash Puro Sotherman works for Cisco AppDynamics, uh, where he's regional vice president and general manager for Asia. I hope I've got that right. Anyway, we'll begin, as always. Uh, welcome, Arbi, by the way. Um, can I ask you, please, it's a bit of a tradition around here. If you introduce yourself, um, if you would, maybe give us a bit of a, a potted autobiography, personal history about how you ended up at Cisco AppDynamics. Good afternoon.
1: My name is Sabilash and I am the regional vice president and general manager of Asia business at Cisco AppDynamics. So I'm responsible for sales operations and all the go-to-market functions for AppDynamics business across India, ASEAN countries, Korea, and Greater China Markets. I'm with AppDynamics since 2019 as a managing director of the India business, where uh, uh, I did a similar role. Uh, So that's a quick background of what I've been up to.
0: Thank you, Abhi. Let's talk a little bit about complexity in IT stacks and in networks in general. Now, maybe 20 years ago, if you ran an IT department, your stack, um, I guess, could be described as largely being on-premise, um, with services and the like hosted locally now obviously if you are in a big company your on-premise inverted commas might also include a um, a number of data centers that you ran um, as private concerns essentially though there was a perimeter around your little domain um, now 20 years later um, you well i guess you're now in a, a great deal more complex world we've got Cloud services of various types, things as a service, uh, and also as well this great ability, this incredibly powerful ability for people, people to be able to spin up a SaaS service just to get a, a job done. Um, if you're in a working group, you can, you know, sign up for something for a week or two, probably for free, just to get you know, just to get a job of work completed, and that's great um, for the business, but it does create a great deal of complexity for IT departments and associated functions. So why do companies need to manage this type of complexity or monitor it? Indeed, should they be managing it? You've
1: touched upon a couple of points there. One is about the complexity, and let's talk about the complexity. One is the complexity around uh, uh, how systems and applications and networks have become from this single monolithic piece to very distributed demons, right? So, like you said, things can be spun up anywhere. Things can be, uh, you know, created anywhere. And these application landscapes of today are progressively uh, becoming more and more complex. As uh, this tech complexity increases and as ease of use increase and as people try to do these things, uh, it creates further obfuscation into user and digital experience right the technology that itself creates a uh, creates a impact on the technologies that the complexity is so big that online experience is completely obfuscated Uh, so this results in massive amount of metrics events uh, logs traces etc and and let's talk about that experience also right Uh, Gone are the days where suboptimal user experiences were suffered were suffered by us. Right? Today, when the thing starts rolling around for more than three seconds, we start getting impatient. Uh, there is, I call this digital intolerance. There is a growing digital intolerance among human beings, right? And you can see it everywhere playing out. Uh, and and the growing intolerance has resulted in what I call. You know, there are no longer outages. Latency is the new outage, right? Earlier, people would say outage. Today, when something takes more than three seconds, oh, that application is down. Right? That's that's just how people perceive this. And you may have done this many times. So imagine the imagine the technology leaders who have to who have to do this conflicting priorities, right? They have to deliver fast. They have to deliver right, and they have to deliver in a way by which uh, they get their compliant to security and all the other uh, you know business requirements. So any suboptimal business with any user experience impact will not only make headlines but will today decide the fate of a certain organizations. So in that context, visibility to end-to-end user experience in a more complex, dynamic IT estate is uh, is absolutely
0: paramount. If I'm delivering over a massively distributed network, um, part of that network or parts aren't going to be necessarily visible to me. So how can we spread that observability to cover the full stack? Is that something AppDynamics specializes in? How do you guys go about doing that?
1: That's that's a, that's a great question. Uh, so basically, from a App Dynamics and a Cisco full stack observability standpoint, uh, we kind of combine the experience uh, from the internet through one of our uh, acquired recently acquired technologies called Thousand Eyes, which is basically uh, uh, in the world's number one internet uh, monitoring solution. They basically look at internet outages. Right, so if there is an internet outage between the uh, link, the link connecting your service provider, uh, then that link is being monitored and observed by thousand eyes. So that's one data point. Then you got the data point within your cloud native environments, within your applications that App Dynamics provides, which is basically using agent technologies for certain places, certain places where you don't have control. You can use non-agent based technology so it's a combination of both so that's some certain set of metrics then you get metrics from end users by you know putting putting application bits or tracing bits in your uh, mobile app as part of your update etc then you have uh, technologies like open telemetry that has kind of uh, really, massively evolved over the last few years, which enables you to collect data from Kubernetes and microservices, etc., without having to put agents, but through APIs. Right. So that's metrics. Right. There are four key elements of this observability. One is metrics. This is all the collections. Right. Metrics, events, logs, traces, etc. So that's the collection piece. Once you've collected. And that's that's not rocket science right anybody who has who has an understanding of these technologies can collect the question is what do you do after you collect right you got to bring in insights you got to bring in that data saying, "Here is the transaction where Joe clicked buy and that transaction went through this network. hit's this server and then went back and that's where the problem was right now, in order for that, you need to kind of correlate all of those metrics and we call it insights we call it applying. Uh, context to the data right how do you contextualize the data that you have collected from all these parts of the world the context for us what we call is a business transaction if there is no business transaction this data doesn't mean anything what if you've got all this data and you're not able to understand where is my financial impact where is my revenue leakage what transactions are, are losing so context is the business transaction And the third item in there is how do you then go from collecting the data, contextualize this based on business transaction, and then understand anomalies, understand, create baselines, uh, create, put machine learning related algorithms in there to give users and IT technology providers a way to do actions. So visibility, insights, actions. That's the framework of the full stack observability paradigm that we, uh, we think it makes sense.
0: A couple of really interesting elements there from the business's point of view, but I wanted to talk in particular um, about the APAC region um, and businesses, for instance, in Singapore. Just to take an example, from my position here um, in my ivory tower here in the UK in the West, we often look at the APAC region and see that uh, that part of the world In certain places, particularly very much more advanced in certain uh, aspects of technology. So I wonder if you could tell us a bit about how Asia-Pacific and Singaporean businesses are beginning to adopt full-stack observability. Is that something um, that companies in the region are further down the path of, say, than the Americans or or the Europeans? Obviously, it's a continuous journey, uh, but is it something... um, that the area is more advanced in uh, than in others?
1: We had a survey recently done uh, called uh, Journey to Observability. And uh, we looked at uh, what's the what's the response from uh, various parts of the globe about the acceptance that this is required. Uh, we found out, uh, not surprisingly, that uh, that, close to more than 50% of the organizations in APAC and and in Asia have, have already kind of started their transition from the monitoring world into the observability world, right? And the problem that they are facing is a lot of this transition, a lot of these companies are large enterprises, right? These large enterprises have a lot of baggage to carry, uh, they have a lot of technical debt that they've accumulated over the years. There's a lot of sunk cost. So there's, there's two, three areas that that they are looking at this migration as to one. The, the easiest place to put this in is in my new dig- digital app, in my new new cloud app, right? That's, that's new, that fits right into the bill, and then you make that investment, right? Then the biggest issue is in your legacy banking app, in your traditional insurance policy app, where there are hundred thousand users are already there, or one, 10 millions of users are already already there. And how do you how do you move that team? Uh, and and it's a it's a it's a investment uh, decision, but more importantly, it's also a cultural reskilling decision. Right? You got to reskill the teams who. You've previously been happy with one way of doing to a newer way of it. So I, I'd say uh, across Asia and in Singapore, there are three aspects of it. One is a technical, technical uh, understanding of where we are that exists. And and that our report said that 90% of the organizations that we survived, surveyed said that they will be somewhere along the journey by end of year 2022. Right? they would have they would have started and they would be somewhere in the journey but like i said it's like you said it's a continuous journey and it's a multi stage journey it's not a single it's not it's not a transformational project that you can start now and then say okay eight months one year the project is complete it's a multi stage journey so you got to go from nothing to something to something more to everything so that that yeah. that stage is that stage wise approach is important and also there is a cultural reskilling aspect of the teams involved uh, that is also another piece that we are very closely working with our customers not just to explain them the benefits of it but also help them understand the cultural nuances and the reskilling nuances of how you can uh, uh, how you can manage that transition
0: you mentioned their reskilling, retraining, um, a cultural shift, an ideological shift, if you like, amongst teams, getting them to think about the whole stack, uh, the various components of that stack. Apart from um, reskilling, um, which obviously is going to have to be an option. I talk to anyone in cybersecurity, for example, about how difficult it is to hire trained personnel and get them to hit the ground running. So there's there's that aspect um obviously it comes down to finances is it a case they were flying in new technology flying in new talent or retraining staff i'm interested really i guess in these common roadblocks that people experience as they move towards that concept of a, a full stack visibility uh,
1: implementing a full stack observability solution end to end is not a trivial task and and tech teams will require new thinking these are the, teams which were thinking a database administrator was always thinking my life is database i will look at database and i anything outside it is not my problem uh, with collaborative uh, sre type roles in the uh, site reliability engineering type roles in the uh, offing this this these skills need to be beyond one silo based technology our customers need help to navigate uh, uh, you know insight with insights on what do we need to build where can i build on existing investment what existing tools can i use which are the areas where i can plug the gaps and where i can create what i call a showcase application to go back to the management and create roi and ask for more money uh, they also need uh, what they call business value assessment. And it's become a big thing. Uh, ROI is one thing, but they want to look at a a real assessment of business value of every investment. And they want to, they come to us and say, can you help us understand if I make this transition, uh, I want to prove to my CFO that this is not my pet tech project, but there is a real business value in it. And can we put numbers and metrics to it? And we help our customers do that. We, kind of work with them, understand their current assist state and then define a to-be state and then create a phase-wise journey of from assist to to-be and then put milestones, put investments, paradigms in it and then put to them what is required out of them. One is what is required out of us but also importantly, what is required out of them. So that's a, those are the things that uh, we, we see uh, customers uh, taking in this region.
0: I think that's... Uh a good point worth making you were talking about fortune 500 companies earlier on customers with you know millions hundreds of millions of lines of of legacy code and often it's not just a case of uh, burning it down and starting again that's going to be ridiculously expensive and also it's going to break things and it's potentially of course not actually necessary but it must be difficult i think to um, to try and get that that mindset um, change um, through into the minds of both the business owners and the technologists.
1: It, it is not only difficult; it is sometimes it is very uh, frustrating. Also, not just for us, but for companies who want to move in an agile, fast manner, because there is there is years of what I call uh, technical prowess and process. Uh, stagnation that is set in in some of these uh, skills that organizations have have acquired. And and it is so interesting to see the diversity among some of our customers who are cloud native, digital born, uh, and their ability to move from point A to point B in an agile manner vis-a-vis Large Fortune 500, Fortune 100 organizations who have millions of customers and billions of revenue, but their ability to uh, to make uh, important yet uh, subtle changes to their uh, landscape takes much more uh, time because... Uh, because of this this debt that has been accumulated over years.
0: It is worth talking, I think, about a piece of news that AppDynamics has got. It's recently announced. It's the AppDynamics cloud, um, which probably speaks for itself in terms of its title. But I thought, seeing as I had you here, Avi, um, you could tell us a bit about that.
1: So we took a step back a year ago. We uh, invested our R&D resources fully uh, in order to create this Uh, grounds of path-making product called AppDynamics Cloud. It's a purpose-built product for site reliability engineers and DevOps teams to observe distributed and uh, dynamic cloud-native applications at scale. Uh, It's built on the foundation of open standards like OpenTelemetry, and it gives developer teams, application teams, operations teams, SecOps teams, DevOps teams, actionable information about their tech stacks and And you know is built on the same visibility insights action framework, but it uh, it uses a GUI and an architecture and a framework that is very suited for microservices cloud native applications. And as you as you probably know, uh, if you built for if you're built for monolithic applications single threaded monolithic applications, uh, you you can do scale in one way. You can show the application. Uh, topology in one way. But imagine if you're built on a cloud-native environment where you uh, over every weekend, your cloud number of containers increase and then your next weekend, your containers decrease, Your workloads are all over the place, they keep moving from container to container. You cannot use an old topology to show that, topology view to show that, or a path view to show where the dependencies. So we created a newer approach to do that. Uh, We are very excited about this product. Uh, this product was also launched to a lot of our customers in a recently concluded Cisco Live uh, program. Uh, so, so that's that's what we are uh, we're doing right now. Uh, AppD Cloud is the is the future for us.
0: So people are, are going to be wanting to come and find out about AppDynamics Cloud and also um, the various other um, systems and technologies that you guys offer people. Um, we're all sort of venturing out back into the world again now. I'm assuming that um, you guys are out and about and people can come and grab you at expos and conferences and the like and come and ask questions.
1: Sure. So so we we absolutely are out and about. We are attending events and conferences. Cisco Live happened, uh, 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 it was in Vegas, and it had more than 16,000 attendees, and we chose to launch our AppDynamics Cloud platform uh, in uh, in that Cisco Live for a reason. Uh, we're planning to do some events in uh, uh, ASEAN countries as well as in Hong Kong as we uh, as uh, things open up. Uh, but it is uh, it is important for us to now uh, move out and, and and get I wouldn't say get back to normal. Define the new normal from now uh, uh, by by doing whatever it takes.
0: So. So, music fading in there, I'm afraid um, that means it's time, unfortunately, for me to draw things uh, to a close with this chat with um, Abilash puro Sotherman of App Dynamics and bring this one to close. Abilash, thank you ever so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. And thank you all as well, listeners, for joining us today um, as we navigate a little step further, perhaps, through the ever self-reshaping world of, of technology at play in business today. Join me next time. Thank you for listening on the Tech Means Business podcast. Bye for now.